0: Hey, beloved, I am so happy you found this community and I want you to know you belong here. Welcome to the Own Your Intuition podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Rich. I'm an international intuitive soul reader, psychic medium, herbalist, energy medicine practitioner, and educator. I work with people all over the world with my online events, courses, retreats, and my bespoke one-on-one intuitive readings and mentorships. I want to empower you and educate you to trust yourself and own your intuition so you can truly step into your power and really own your gifts as a self-healer. You can schedule your next session with me or register for an upcoming event, course, or retreat at my website, kellyrichintuitive.com. You can stay connected with me on Instagram at kellyrichintuitive. Hey, today I'm sharing with you my number one relationship tip and some things on how to create strong boundaries as an empath, a highly sensitive person, and or an intuitive. I do feel like right now, this day and age of social media and especially Instagram, we can see a person's highlight reel, and that's nothing original. I know you've probably heard that before. That social media can be a person's highlight reel, and when it comes to relationships, you know, I recently had my partner just his, my fiance just had his uh, a milestone birthday, and I shared something that I wanted to share about him and our relationship on online. I tend to keep our stuff, good, bad, everything in between for us. You know, I don't really like to talk so much about my personal life online, various reasons, you know, less and less as time goes on. Um, Not because I have something to hide, but because I like my privacy and there are some things I just don't feel like sharing on social media. And of course there are days where I might share more personal things than others, and maybe this will change as time goes on. But that being said, I did share on his birthday and, you know, him being my Scottish king and uh, just ways he supported me. And I really sat with that after I shared that, got so much wonderful feedback and positive words. And I really want to be clear that our relationship isn't perfect. And to me, I'm you know, when I first sat with that inquiry, it was like, well, doesn't everybody know that? And I feel like the answer to that is no, that Not everybody knows that and people might think that we live in this fairy tale and I want to tell you that's a bunch of bullshit if that's what you think because I am a human being and he's a human being and I don't know if you know any human beings but they tend to go through things (laughs) and they tend to argue at times and have disagreements and say hurtful things and do human being things and I'm a human being and he's a human being. So we've got our stuff. And in the beginning of our relationship, it looked nothing like what it is now. It's taken work. It's taken time. It's taken dedication and commitment. And when, I moved in, when we moved in together, when I moved into his apartment um, many years ago is really when our relationship changed. We really started to commit to each other in deeper ways. And we started to cultivate a deeper love. And as time goes on, like we both change and we both evolve, but He's always been a great supporter always like that I can say that as a fact, and that's really what I shared online but i I just I don't want to be that person that just shares the highlighty stuff. everything's perfect stuff. it's not but like l- let's let's look at that you know, I feel like that really needs to be said because if I'm sharing my number one tip for relationships, I want you to know that I am still still integrating this tip I'm about to share with you and that I still have work around it. And I know a lot of you have a lot of work around it because I've got eyeballs. <laughs> I can see what's going on in the world and how people try to change each other. So that being said, my number one relationship tip, particularly with your partner in life, you know, your intimate relationship is don't try to change them. See them for who they are. It's rare to witness someone change drastically, but it happens in a relationship, especially with time. I feel like I'm a different person than when I met Johnny. I really do. And I feel like he has changed, but I feel like I've changed the most. And when that happens, when one person changes a lot and one person, yes, changes, but maybe not as drastically over time, the ground below that relationship can shift and change and kind of mold and and it can create upsets and it has in our relationship. And we've had to move through them and decide, do we want to stay together or do we want to split up? And we've stayed together, even though there were times where we did split up. And I just ask, you know, those of you listening, if you're wanting a relationship with someone new or you're in a newer relationship, or maybe actually you're even in a relationship you've been in for a long time, but you might be thinking, you know, about divorce or separating or taking a break. You know, I'm not telling you what to do here, but if you've come up with that on your own already, I would really sit with, can you love and be with that person without changing them? And if the answer is no, there is a message for you there. That is something I've had to sit with and that I come to all the time with people that I love even outside of my intimate relationship, friendships, partnerships, collaborations. Can I let this person be just as they are without trying to change them? And if the answer is no, then something wants to change, whether it's the relationship itself right? How much time I'm with that person. Maybe it's an ending of a sponsorship, partnership, collaboration, whatever that is. Boundaries need to go up. Something needs to be said, right? These are all examples of what can happen when the answer to the question is, can you see this person for they are? Can you let them be? Can you love them as they are? And if the answer is no. As an empath, an HSP, an intuitive, because I know you likely are if you're listening to this, pos- this podcast, Sometimes you might welcome in relationships that could actually just be a paying client, (laughs) right? I've done that. I've done that before in the past where I've taken on intimate relationships where they actually should have been paying me for my advice. They should have been a paying client rather than my partner at the time. Do you see what I'm saying? So as an empath, HSP or intuitive you are likely a really great advice giver. You likely know what that person needs before they need it. You likely know what they're feeling, what they're thinking. You're sensing something. You know a little bit of maybe what needs to happen, right? When you have this ability and this gift, you can welcome in people or invite and attract people vibrationally that are going to leech or take from you, especially if you don't have strong boundaries, especially. So you need to realize that you have a responsibility to manage your energy. You have a responsibility to let go of victim mentality. If it's their fault, it's them, it's them, it's them. They need to change pointing the fingers. I've done it so I can say it. I believe it was Gandhi who said, be the change you wish to see in the world. And I feel like that phrase is tossed around so much without actually sitting with what it means. And I can say that because I've done that too. I've said that statement, I've sat with that statement without actually diving into what it means. And to me, after many years of sitting with it, as time goes on, I dissect it even more and have more revelations. But as of now, be the change you wish to see in the world is really like do something about your own life. Create change in your life. Create small shifts every day that add up to something big. You are part of the collective. And if you are a part of the collective and if you're a part of the universe and there's a universe inside of you, you are pulling the web of life itself. When you change your life, you create change by creating change in your life. And we all know how hard it is to change ourselves. How hard is it to get someone to want to be healthy? That's even harder. I've done that too. I have family members where I have gotten intuitive hits on organs in their bodies. I've had visions of knowing some of them are ill and I have clear boundaries. I'm not going to walk up to them and say, you've got a heart issue. You need to do this. And what I'm hearing is this. Now, if they ask me for my advice, that's a different story. And then I'll say, hey, you know, yes, you're talking to Kelly, but also you're not. Kelly is here, but she's doing her thing. So I have that boundary there of, I am now working Kelly, channeling Kelly, and I'll share. But I've had to create a boundary around that as well of it becomes an issue and I say you've got this thing or I'm seeing this or I'm hearing this and they're not asking for my advice. Boundary there. And I've had to really be okay with knowing what I know without sharing it and trusting that they're on their own journey And I've got to let go. And a lot of you need that message right now. If you're still listening, I'm going to confidently say that you need the message of whomever you're trying to change or take their pain away or fix them in any way. They're on their own journey and they have to walk it. And when you can really accept what I just said, you will no longer carry the burdens of others. You will do what you can to create the change you want to see in the world, but you will stop trying to change someone else in the process. You know, focus on your energy. Don't take on lovers that could be a client. You know, I know you know what I'm saying. Don't take on lovers where you want to fix them or solve them. That also brings in sticky, tricky energy where you're no longer focusing on yourselves. I see a lot of women do this. They pick partners that are basket cases that they have all these issues that they can fix or try to fix or change or mold them into something because it, it makes it so they don't have to focus on their own lives and what's going on in their own lives. So they can pour their energy out. I have someone in my life that's a master at this, so good at putting out the fires for others. And then as they put out the fires for others, it's as if there's a below their conscious awareness, a manipulation thing, where then the more they help someone, or they fix things for someone or help them to change, the more they're going to need them. And the more needed they are, the less they have to focus on all the shit going wrong in their own lives. You know, focus on your own energy. Of course, call out things as you see fit. You know, I'm not saying give people a free pass when they're doing something harmful. Not what I'm saying. But to point our fingers all the time, point, 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 if you did this, and if they did that, and if this and that, and you and you, you're wrong, and this is bad, and this should change. Oh, and there's a cardinal. (laughs) Just have to say, there's a cardinal right here outside my window as I'm recording this. So whoever needs the cardinal sign, it's right here for you. (sighs) Okay. So everyone that, you know, when we're pointing fingers or even witnessing people pointing fingers all the time, every day, to me, that doesn't resonate with being a healthy, balanced life to point a finger all the time. It just, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel healthy. It doesn't feel like a strong energy flow of giving and taking in this world. And, you know, it's a little bit of victim mentality as well. And that victim energy and how you can reclaim your power if you go into this mode. I've been there, so I can say that too. And I'm speaking from experiences. Notice how often you point your fingers. And I would say maybe turn off your TV, like do a TV detox or even a mainstream media detox and see how the thoughts in your mind even change, right? And focus on your own life, focus on your own health, your own well being, where you can create change in your own house in your own work, and your own life. Yeah, lots, lots there probably. Second, yeah, don't give people a free pass, but when we realize how hard it is for us to change, when you realize how hard it is for you to change, then you can really understand how difficult it is for changing someone else. And often we want others to change, especially our partners in life, because we want to be more comfortable around them. And that's sometimes a losing battle. So if you can't love your partner for who they are, you can't love your friend for who they are without gossiping behind their back every time you see them, then maybe look into that. Something wants to change. And if someone changes for you and not for themselves, they'll likely hold or harbor resentment. I see this all the time in my office. Especially with people who come in and they have Questions around their relationship. And it has to do with resentment. Someone's trying to change someone else. Or they're wanting their relationship to change even though their partner has demonstrated time and 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 time time again, they're not willing to change. So, what is coming up for you? How can you walk your talk and do your work? Can you put down the finger and maybe look in the mirror and point the finger there. You know? I was in a conversation recently about it's the state of the earth and, you know, the plastic in the ocean and uh, using certain resources and cutting out even, like, canola oil in my diet. It was really going down a rabbit hole. And I really felt in that moment of, wow, if I'm so worried about the plastic in the ocean, maybe I could use more, less plastic. Maybe I could use less plastic. Maybe I could use less plastic over and over again. Maybe I could donate next month some funds to an organization that helps clean up the ocean from plastic and trash. These are small changes that have big lasting effects. What's one thing you're being called to do right now? And it could be for the greater good of all. It could be something you're really passionate about. Some really big change you want to see happen. It could be you want to see the healthcare system in the United States change. What's one thing that you can do from a place of empowerment to help move that needle to great change? And how can you show up consistently how can you walk your talk and do the work? How can we create change that's free of shame and full of love? That's full of acceptance and understanding and clear boundaries of what you're, what you're tolerating and what you don't, what you don't want to, what you're not available for. You can have boundaries here and I recommend them really, the last thing I'll say is going back to your partner. What if you were to focus on every single day for two weeks? mm, Let's do, let's do one week. (laughs) Let's do seven days. Every single day for seven days, you focused on all the things you love about them. All the things going right. Now, I'm not talking about abusive relationships. I'm just, I'm hearing this coming up in my, in my inner ear right now from my guide. You know, I'm talking about like, do you nitpick? Oh, you didn't pick up his, oh, Why is the laundry outside of the laundry basket? Oh my God. You didn't rent out your coffee cup. What? Open the window. You're driving too fast. You're driving too slow. These types of things. Okay. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And if you don't have these and you're like, my relationship is great and perfect. I want nothing to change. Beautiful. Wow. We could learn from you. Let, let's learn from you. But for those of you who might feel like you're trying to change things or you could just let your partner be, that's what I'm talking about. Be every day for seven days when you notice these things coming up, you just notice them without shame and without guilt. And then you come into what you love about them. This exercise will likely illuminate something for you. It will illuminate things that aren't working for you, but it will also illuminate all the things you love about them and your vibration starts to shift. So that's my tip. That's my advice. I don't have it all figured out. I'm doing this work with you and working on letting my partner just be because we're so different in so many ways has been medicine. Our relationship has changed for the better. You know, by not forcing change so I could be comfortable, our relationship has changed for the better and vice versa. When he stopped trying to change me, you know, he lets me be even when he doesn't understand what I do. He supports this podcast, even though he's like, I don't even know what you just said. I don't know what that means. I don't get it. (laughs) He still supports. And that is a gift. And I hold and I cherish it very, very deeply. I hope your heart feels full of empowerment and of love. I'm rooting you on and all the change that you're creating in your life and that you will continue to do. And I look forward to connecting with you one-on-one. If you want a reading with me, you can schedule at kellyrichintuitive.com. That's really my signature session. And then the intuitive mentorship and the business mentorship is there as well. I book out at least a couple months in advance, so you can schedule now. See you next week what an honor to have you a part of this growing global community thank you for your loving presence you can schedule your next one-on-one intuitive reading or mentorship with me or register for an upcoming event training or retreat at my website kellyrichintuitive.com you can stay connected with me on instagram at KellyRichIntuitive, and both of those links are right in the episode notes i can't wait to meet you If you got something from today's show, please support the Own Your Intuition podcast by hitting the subscribe button and write a five-star review. You can also share with your loved ones. Next week, I'll be back with a fresh new episode.